thee, because thou hast left that first love. Tonight I would like to speak to you from a thought that God put on my heart, a word I feel like is for this church. Don't forsake your first love. Let's pray, church, before we see Lord, I pray that you anoint me to speak and do only what you have given me. Oh, Lord, nothing more, nothing less. I pray that you anoint their ears and their hearts and their minds, Lord, to receive your words tonight. In the name of Jesus, oh, we give you glory. You may be seated, church. Most of us here tonight will remember the moment when we were saved. We remember the exact day, time, preacher. We remember when we were baptized in Jesus' name. When we were filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. But I come tonight, church, to ask you if you remember how you felt. You remember the passion? The fire? The feeling of love? I come tonight to ask you to not forsake that first love that you felt. When He saved you. When He washed you as clean as snow. When He filled you with His Spirit. And as we read in Revelations chapter 2, that is where we where the church of Ephesus finds themselves. Ephesus was the capital of Asia Minor. It was one of the most influential cities of the Roman Empire. The city was full of immortality and adultery. The temple to Diana was once one of the ancient wonders of the world. So as we read and study, we can see this church had its work cut out for them. But the Bible says that they did a lot of things right. They worked hard. They patiently endured. They didn't tolerate evil people. They suffered without quitting. But they got so busy doing the things, these things, church, doing ministry, trying to win their city and communities, that they had forsaken their first love. They got so busy doing the things of God that they forgot that they were doing them for Him. We can't let that be said of us in this house, church. We can't let that be said of Glenn Ferris, of ourselves. We must not forsake our first love. There's three things I would like for you to remember tonight, church. Three promises that will help you. Three promises. When life becomes very hard, when we find ourselves drifting from him, when we feel like we are all alone, when we find ourselves trying to do it all on our own, and I'm so guilty of that. It's, it's hard. The first thing I want you to remember tonight is that he's a never-changing God. No matter what life throws at us, no matter how hard things get, he never changes, church. We do. We do. The Bible tells us in Hebrews that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He tells us in Malachi, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, yea, sons of Jacob are not consumed. In Psalms 102, Of old hast thou laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. Yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment, as a vesture shalt thou change them, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. He is a never-changing God, church. The second thing I want you to remember tonight is that he will never forsake you. 
He will never forsake us, church. No matter how alone we feel or how distant he may seem, he will never leave us or forsake us. It can't happen. He won't do it. I'm telling you he won't do it. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 13 and 5, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. In Deuteronomy 31, And the Lord, he is that doth go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. In Psalms, And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. And the third thing I want you to remember tonight is that he is always faithful. Always faithful. He will never let us down. We can always count on him. The Bible tells us in Deuteronomy, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him, and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Wow. A thousand generations. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. King David says it the best when it comes to our God's faithfulness. And he says in Psalms 37, I have been young, and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Oh, Church, it's a promise. You can take it to the bank. You can count on it. Those three things. He is a faithful God, and he loves us. As I hasten to a close, I want to leave you with a poem. A poem that many of us have hanging on our walls, but I wonder how many of us read it. One night, a man had a dream. He dreamed he was walking along the beach with the Lord, and across the sky flashed scenes from his life. For each scene, he noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to him and the other to the Lord. When the last scene of his life flashed before him, he looked back at the footprints in the sand. He noticed that many times along the path, his life there was only one set of footprints. He also noticed that it happened at the very lowest and saddest times in his life. This really bothered him, and he questioned the Lord about it. Lord, you said that once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I have noticed that during the most troublesome times in my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why, when I needed you the most, you would leave me. And the Lord replied, My precious, precious child, I love you, and I would never leave you. During your times of trial and suffering, when you see only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. Church, there is no greater love than the love of our Father. We must remember these promises I've talked about tonight. We must remember that He is a never-changing God. That He will never leave us or forsake us. That He will always be faithful. In everything, everything that we do, He will be faithful. So many times in my life, church, he has been faithful, and 
I, I can stand here all night and tell you. As we become more and more busy with ministries, with life, with our jobs, as our church continues to be more and more active in our communities, his simple request is for us to keep him first. First in everything we do, in all areas of our lives. Everything we do, church. Everything. Our thoughts, our prayers. Everything. When we get up, not Facebook. Not Facebook, the Bible. The prayer. I love you. Thank you for waking me up. Simple as that. You're putting me first. It's important. That's what I've done for so many years, church. I didn't do it for a long time, and I backslid right out of the church. I, poof, gone. My life was a wreck. It was then I realized that I had to put him first. I couldn't forsake the first love that I felt. And if you keep him first, church, these promises, I promise they'll come true. I mean, there's nothing he won't do. Oh, church. Let's pray. Let's stand. We must not forsake our first love, church. He must be first in everything. Father, I pray that if we are not putting you first in all areas of our lives, then we pray that you will help us to do so. Oh, God. Help us to put you first in everything that we do, Lord. That you will give us the courage to make you first. Oh, that you will lead us and guide us as individuals and as a church. Don't let it be said of us that we have forsaken our first love. 